0: We all feel something special when someone close to us, a family member, a lifelong friend, graduates from some sort of educational experience. Even the brother that calls you a knucklehead will grudgingly say, you did good. But it's different when you are the parent of the individual. Watching your child walk across that stage, there's a strange mix of emotions ranging from sorrow to pride to joy. Sorrow because of all the years that have slipped through our fingers. Pride for all the dead ends, all the seemingly insurmountable obstacles, all the broken hearts along the way that were overcome to get to this moment. And joy. Joy because this milestone is just one more step toward a fulfilling life of prosperity, success, and happiness that you just know they will experience. But when the curtain of time lifted up on young 19 year old William Hunter's path in the spring of 1555, It did not reveal awards of academic praise or notable standing among the faculty of an institution indicating a successful future. No. William's parents watched as their son didn't walk across a stage, but was walked to the center of Brentwood, England. And they watched as he was chained to a wooden post. And they watched as he was set ablaze. They watched helplessly is their teenage son was burned at the stake. I'm Ronnie Brown, and this is Forgotten. William Hunter from an early age was instructed in the teachings of the Reformation, which were in direct contrast with the teachings of the Catholic Church. William no doubt learned the three principal doctrines of the Reformation, Sola Scriptura by Scripture alone, Sola Fide by faith alone, Sola Gratia by grace alone. Now, it was through these bedrock truths that saving faith entered the life of young William. You know, there's something inspiring about youth. Beliefs are held so firmly and followed so unwaveringly to their logical conclusion. Beliefs have not suffered the slow chiseling of countless compromises made through the years. There is a stalwart, faithful stubbornness that comes with godly youth. That faithful stubbornness is probably what sparked the chain of events that led to his martyrdom. At the age of 19, William was sent to London, England to be a silk weaver's apprentice. And while living there in the home of the master silk weaver, a law was passed that required all people living in London to receive communion at the Easter Mass. Now, there are some deep-seated theological reasons why William Hunter refused to observe this Mass. Words like transubstantiation and consubstantiation. But suffice to say that if William were to observe this Mass, it would be a rejection of the principal doctrines of his faith. So he refused. His refusal to obey the new Queen Mary's edict threw the silkmaster weaver into a panic. And so to ensure that he and his family were in no danger, he forced William to move back to his home in Brentwood. But that was not the end of his conflict with the religious world. His next run-in with the Catholic Church was several weeks later. You and I have to understand that in 1555, Bibles were not found on every coffee table or nightstand. If there was a complete copy of the Scriptures, it was kept, rather chained, to the pulpit of the local chapel. Not only were Scriptures rare, but they were guarded, and no one save the local priests were allowed to even look at the Holy Bible. So it can easily be deduced that William's next run-in with the Catholic Church was when he was discovered reading the Bible at the local chapel. As he read, a Father Atwell, the local priest, found him. Are you meddling with the Bible? Do you know what you're reading? Can you expound the scriptures, Atwell said. The young man replied that he had no intention of expounding the scriptures, but was reading them for his own comfort. Father Atwell said, It has not been a happy world since the Bible was circulated in English. Young William responded, For God's sake, don't say that, Father Atwell, for it is God's book from which we learn what pleases and displeases God. I know you, Father Atwell said. You're the one who dislikes the Queen's laws. That's why you left London. If you don't mend your ways, you and many more heretics will broil, I promise you. God, give me grace that I may believe his word and confess his name, whatever the consequences, was William's reply. From this point, the priest called the vicar, and then the vicar called the local policeman, and the policeman had William delivered to the Bishop of London. William spent two days in stocks, an incredibly painful and public punishment. Then he was examined by Edmund Bonner of St. Paul's Cathedral, nicknamed Bloody Bonner, because he burned more reformers than any other bishop. Under the command of Bonner, after William was locked up in prison, he was chained with as many chains as he could possibly bear. Bonner asked him, How old are you? 19. Well, you'll be burned before you're 20 if you don't do better than you did yesterday. William Hunter spent the next nine months in prison for his refusal to recant. On February 9, 1555, Bonner made his final offer to William. He resorted to bribery, promising money and employment if the teenager would only admit his errors. William responded, I thank you for your great offers, my lord. But if you cannot persuade me from the scriptures, I cannot turn from God for the love of the world. I count all worldly things as loss and dung compared to the love of Christ. Bonner threatened, If you die believing this way, you will be condemned forever. To which William responded, God judges righteously, justifying those whom man condemns unjustly. And with those words... William sealed his fate. It was just a few weeks later that William was sent to the Newgate prison in Brentwood to be executed before his family and friends. While there, we are told that William's parents visited him in prison, encouraging him to remain faithful, admitting their pride that their son was willing to die for Christ's sake. It was on March the 26, 1555, that William Hunter was taken to the center of his hometown Brentwood and burned at the stake. Upon arriving at the stake, William knelt down and read the 51st Psalm until he came to the words, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, and a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. When given one last opportunity to recant, William refused. He was bound to the stake, and a flame was kindled at his feet. William's brother, whose name is lost to history, cried out as the flames rose, William, think on the holy passion of Christ. Be not afraid of death. Behold, William answered, I am not afraid. It was then that William lifted up his hands to heaven and said, Lord, 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 receive my spirit. Then moments later, his head bowed in death. As he was overcome by the smoke. And all the while, his parents watched. They looked on as their son graduated to glory. We cannot begin to imagine what they felt in that moment some strange mix of emotions. Maybe a varying degree of sorrow, pride, and joy that other parents feel in those singular moments of accomplishment in the life of their children. A sorrow, a sorrow like no other sorrow at the loss of their beloved son. A pride, pride at the fateful testimony of their child. And maybe, just maybe, some small joy in that they will see their son again in that heavenly land. At the site of William's martyrdom, there's a plaque that reads, William Hunter, Martyr, Committed to the Flames, March the 26 1555. Christian reader, Learn from his example to value the privilege of an open Bible and be careful to maintain it. William Hunter believed that there was not only something worth living for, but something worth dying for. William judged his life but a passing vapor compared to the preciousness of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. William would agree with the prophet Isaiah of the Old Testament and the apostle Peter of the New Testament. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth. But the word of our God shall stand forever. Forgotten is written and produced by me, Ronnie Brown. You can find out more about this show at ForgottenPodcast.com. And as always...